0: Listening to Tatter Nation Pro Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to Tutter Nation Pro Football Podcast. We are so happy that you guys are listening to the show today. Uh, we had a fun week of football. I'm here with uh, Father Alvarez. Father, how you doing? Doing good, man. Yeah,
1: it's uh, we're doing this thing remote today, so I'm missing being in person with you. But uh, you know, thank God for FaceTime.
0: I know, I know. Yeah, it's really nice. This is a uh, something I look forward to every week. Um it's nice to get together with you, with Troy and whoever else joins us and just talking some football. Right now, Troy, uh dealing with some dealing with some sickness. Got, you know, it's going around right now. So he is uh he's not able to join us today, but he's sending his game picks. So we'll get to that later in the show. But man, this was a this was a very interesting week of football. This actually this feels like the first week that um that really like mattered a ton. I feel like a lot of teams got eliminated from playoff contention this week.
1: Oh, 100%, man. Like I love the last stretch of the season um because you know it's kind of like what they say for college football people always talk about the reason they love college football is because uh the players play as if the game matters so much more Mm. and you start to see that towards the end of the NFL season that man people I don't know man it, it just seems like the players start to play a little bit harder you start to realize like man we you know they they throw around the term uh this is a must win game yes um but it's like everyone's obviously a must win game but towards the end of the season they just become the stakes get so much higher um and you start kind of finally seeing that playoff picture take shape and so yeah man it's just it's so exciting i love this time of season yes. you got christmas you got the holidays new year right around the corner and football just gets so spicy
0: Gets a little gets a little spicier on this time of year, and it was uh, a weird year, especially because it like we hit week fifteen, and only two to three teams really had been eliminated from uh, being in the playoffs by that point, which I don't remember that ever happening. Even with the Lions like having no wins, yeah, <laughs> at that point,
1: <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean this uh, this past week we got our first team that clinched their spot to the playoffs, man, and uh, I think. I don't think a lot of people were expecting it to be the Green Bay Packers, but it was. Yeah, you know, they've yeah. they've kind of set themselves, yeah, they've kind of set themselves up into a good spot because I feel like the rest of their division isn't good enough whereas like the Cardinals they have a similar record, but the NFC West is just too too good, you know.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing with the Packers every year um, even if it looks like they, they might have a down year, I know they had so much drama this off season. I thought this might be a year where a team like the Vikings could sneak up and maybe steal the playoffs or, you know, or, uh, I don't know, not the lions probably, but maybe the bears could kind of make a run for it, uh, with all the drama going on. And, you know, the fact that the, pack, the fact the fact that Packers are this good consistently, um, I mean, credit to the organization and, uh, it, it's, it's kind of maddening for, for other fans who, uh, I mean, I'm I mean, like, <laughs> I, I mean, the Seahawks have been pretty good getting in the playoffs every year. Obviously this is our, this is our year to be the, the, the worst team, but, um, it's just, it's just, it makes you respect the Packers, especially in a year full of inconsistency. It makes the things like the Packers, um, and those, you know, other standout players that have been, been really good, uh, it makes them stand out even more, uh, just to be that consistent in a really weird year.
1: Yeah, man. Sometimes it's fun to watch the, those teams that just dominate and just, you know, they, they have such a control over that division. Cause you're like, man, you're, you're witnessing some, some cool moments in history. But, uh, at the same time there, there's something cool when a division is just completely up for grabs and you have no idea who's going to kind of come for it. That's kind of how I felt about the AFC West for a little bit. Cause I mean the team and last for the AFC West there, there's a tie between the Broncos and the Raiders right now It's both seven and seven and both like theoretically they're in the playoff hunt. Like they can still somehow make a push and get in. Um, it's pretty low percentage now, but um, yeah, you never know.
0: And the fact, the way they started out, like they both started out really, really hot. And the Chiefs weren't doing so great. Yeah. And obviously that that flipped and everyone saw that coming too. But yeah, I like when teams in the same division are fighting for that that top seed. I like when I like right now that the Rams are uh, are try, are trying to get it from the Cardinals. I don't know the exact record off the top of my head right now, but um I've been loving this whole Colts Titans thing all year. Um I love that the Patriots came back out of nowhere to claim that division from the Bills and you know they're playing this week so for who knows what who knows what's that, what's going to happen after that but I I love this whole you know not knowing who's going to win the division I think that's how it should be I think that's how every important uh title should be whether it's a division championship or a conference championship or a Super Bowl title I like not I like going into it not knowing who's going to win and just being able to witness you know for myself how it all plays out
1: Totally, man. And you brought up like the two. I feel like those those two division matchups are so much fun to watch between the Titans and the the Titans and the Colts right now. I mean, personally, I feel like the Colts somehow are going to sneak in front of the Titans in these next few weeks and wind up winning the AFC South. Um, but I think that the Patriots are still going to like, this game is going to tell us everything. You know, if the bills can beat the Patriots this game and then somehow get a few wins together, I think they've got a chance to win the AFC North for like the first time in what, 20 years or something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but, or actually no, they won it last year, right? Yeah. Cause the Patriots had a, had a weird down year. The Patriots year. had
0: their weird year. Yeah. The cam year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, man, the Patriots bouncing back and stealing it from the bills. That's just gotta be like heartbreaking. Oh, for a bills I can't,
0: fan. I can't imagine. I can't imagine being stomped on for so many years in, a, in arguably the most, uh, dominated division, you know, with Tom Brady and bill and, uh, so many years and everyone kind of knows it and everyone's kind of sick of it. And you finally get your moment to shine. Like they've been waiting for a quarterback like Josh Allen for like, i don't know 20 21 years they've been waiting since like jim kelly for a quarterback like that to come in and their team to look the way it does and for them to be kind of they had that string of losing games and they're kind of just dropping games and uh I, I can't imagine how frustrating it must be for bills fans um to let the patriots come back and, and take that division and even the dolphins right now i mean i think the dolphins might be the the sneakiest uh, yeah. hot team right now like they've won like seven straight or something it's ridiculous
1: yeah, for sure, and you you know the Jets are like trash, <laughs> so they're not they're not making a run anytime soon. The Jets in it's 1, like thousand yeah. percent rebuild. The
0: Jets, yeah, their Super Bowl was that Mike White game.
1: Yeah, honestly, dude, man, I love storylines like that that just pop up for a week and then completely disappear. Yeah, but for a week, Mike White was on top of the world.
0: Yeah, and you have to appreciate <laughs> you have to appreciate those moments because if you don't, then organizations like the Jets. And the Jaguars and the Lions, you know, the Lions have to celebrate that that victory over the Vikings, uh, you know, their yeah. first win of the season, because if you don't, then you're just going to kind of lose heart as a fan, because if if your only way that you're OK with your season and the only way you're OK each year is if you win the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, you're going to be a completely disappointed fan. So holding on to those little victories, the Mike White games, the Lions first win, uh, you know, the, the Jags beating the Bills, you have to hold on to those kind of games. Otherwise, you're going to just lose heart as a fan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey man, you know, we're talking about the fact that every game matters and this year is a unique year because uh just of all the sickness going on. So, uh you want to get into a little tea time?
0: Absolutely. Hello and
1: welcome to Nation Tea Time. Man, Troy is so proper in that uh <laughs> in that little <laughs> opener. <laughs> He uh, he really makes me think that he's like this sixty year old, uh, you know, white lady just enjoying her tea.
0: Uh, Troy has this bag of tricks, and he'll just pull out random things that you didn't know he could do. Whether it's a British accent, yeah. rapping, who knows? You know, he'll he has he has these little things that uh, he likes to surprise us with, he's, and that was one of them.
1: He. <laughs> He's like Michael Scott with all of his characters, you know? He's just, <laughs> he's always got one loaded up. Uh, I've heard his ping is pretty pretty racist, yeah, so I don't pri- think he should do that on air, but...
0: <laughs> his ping, uh, his uh, uh, prison Troy. um,
1: Yeah, with the Dementors. Um, <laughs> but hey, man, Um. so the tea, the tea for this week is all about COVID-19 because they're are so many matchups that matter a lot, but when your team just gets decimated by this virus and suddenly you're playing second string, third string players, um, like, what do you do? You know, like you're, you're, shot at winning that game is almost completely blown it reminds me of last year what we saw with uh with the broncos playing that wide receiver (laughs) quarterback who like they picked up off their practice squad or something like that that was i think that was one of the craziest storylines
0: absolutely that was the coolest storyline it was um i was i was disappointed by the way it turned out because you know you see people like odell uh you know that that can that are wide receivers you know that actually can throw the ball really well and this guy i don't know if it was the way they schemed it they just i mean they did so much wildcat just snap to him and then run it you know i kind of wish that they would have let him try to try to sling it a little bit more that would have been really cool but yeah dude this COVID stuff is insane because it, it it can knock out any kind of player like you think what we're used to is we see a game um you know the game's over Uh, And then we then like we hear about the injuries, you know, so it's like, okay, game's over. Nobody got hurt. We're good to go into next week. You know, Um, it's sometimes there's those weird fluke things where people get hurt during practices and whatnot. But uh, the fact that like it could be the day before a game where they're resting and uh, a player could be going out with COVID completely uh, shakes up this whole year.
1: Yeah, I mean, the fact that they had to postpone three games this past week. Um, all just because teams were getting rocked by COVID, like, and I, I heard that the NFL was even considering canceling those games. And like, if you're if you're at the point where you're canceling games, man, that is that is just insane. So, um, but there is a ton of people this past week that have gone on that COVID list, um, and I just can't help but think it's gonna affect some teams, uh, some teams' playoff chances, you know. I mean, you take a look at the Baltimore Ravens and they've got uh, a bunch of, man, they've got like 10 players on that COVID list. Uh, luckily, it looks like Lamar Jackson is off that list, but hey, really quick to talk about that game. Tyler Huntley looks good, dude.
0: Dude, he is. I don't know a, if you saw any of that game. They they really found an excellent backup for Lamar Jackson. He fits right into everything that they do. Um, he's a solid player. He's he's really He really plays so much like Lamar. He runs like Lamar. He carries the ball like Lamar. He even throws like Lamar but um, he's his own yeah. he's his own player too you know he's very quick um he's i think he might i don't know maybe he takes a little bit more risk when it comes to passing i feel like lamar will tuck it and run it maybe a little bit more i don't know but mm-hmm. he's he's fun to watch man it's fun uh it's fun to see you know players that you don't know much about i thought it was actually i think i think i thought it was brett huntley at first the old uh the backup i don't know where he is now oh he yeah was, he was with the cardinals for a while and he's been around for i think he was with the packers for a little bit maybe i'm not sure but yeah he was with and, the seahawks
1: and, for a bit too right
0: he might've been. He might. I just remember, I remember he, uh, we, we, we lost to him a couple, like two years ago cause he was back. He was the backup for Kyler. Uh, I think it was Kyler's look oh, yeah. year, And I remember thinking this guy's really good, but yeah, no different Huntley. And he's, uh, and he's, you know, maybe even better.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. So that's been cool to watch. You know, that's, that's, I guess the plus side about all of this COVID stuff. Guys are getting chances who wouldn't normally get chances and, we know this. We we saw it with Mike White, right? I mean, Mike yep. White lit up the NFL. He had his chance. Unfortunately, it didn't amount to anything. But- I mean,
0: he's in the Hall of Fame. His his uh, his jersey, I think, is in the Hall of Fame because he broke like a a rookie passing record or something like that. So that that was really cool for that him. That is
1: awesome. That is huge. If he never does anything else in his life. He's in the Hall of Fame, 100. He can NFL take it. He can take his
0: grandkids there and say, "That's you know, I'm in the Hall of Fame right there." You know, he won't. He probably won't be. Yeah, he won't get his uh the but his his head, you know, the bust in in uh in can. But still, that's cool.
1: Yeah but uh man taking a look at more teams we got the buffalo bills they they got cole beasley aj epineza deon dawkins some big players for them uh chicago bears they're missing andy dalton which you know they it seems like they've made that transition over to justin fields but they're also missing Allen robinson but really Allen robinson hasn't done like anything for them this year no. it seems like um darnell mooney is kind of their guy oh right? yeah bangles they only have one player on it Chidobi wuzie um but he's a pretty good player right
0: yeah i mean good job pronouncing that i don't know if i would have been able to do that
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a tough one man it's a tough one it takes some practice you know just play a lot of madden and you you see these names a lot good um (laughs) that guy picks me off like 16 times per game shout
0: it to the speakers yeah
1: uh, Cleveland Browns, dude. This I think was the team that was the most decimated. But it seems like most of these guys will hopefully be able to play their next game and kind of just be able to move on. But man, they had Case Keenum out. They had Baker Mayfield out. They had Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Jadavion Clowney. They had they had so many. Got A.J. Green, not the A.J. Green you're thinking of, the defensive back A.J. Green. <laughs> 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 but they had a uh, man. They had so many guys, and so I don't know, dude. Like we can keep going through Lions. They they got Jared Goff. He went on the COVID nineteen list on December twentieth. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling on the Packers. He's on it. Houston Texans have like half their team on it. Chiefs. They just put Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey on it, which gets and Chris Jones on it too, That's a huge and Tarverius deal. Ward. Dude, they're missing a lot of players, so that kind of worries me getting into the end of the season chargers they they put austin eckler on it uh man there's just i could keep going but i think this is just making me more and more sad
0: Dude, <laughs> the, it makes me deeper i go it makes me like concerned for teams that really rely heavily on one player um like the, i mean the yeah. seahawks this year we we really relied a lot on tyler lockett especially in the, in the last stretch so you know losing him really really hurt uh, our offense and uh, i'm looking at teams like you know yeah you know, you got your uh, Rams, you got your Colts, you know, they really rely on one player a lot. And if that play, they really got to keep that player safe. Um, otherwise it's going to affect their team uh, drastically. And of course that goes with really any team's quarterback. Cause you take a look, even at the quarterbacks who, you know, maybe aren't seen as huge difference makers, um, just their knowledge of the game, Baker Mayfield, uh, Taylor Heineke, even the fact, even just what, how yeah. they know the offense in and out, Um, it's hard, even if you plug in like the best player, even if you just throw in Patrick Mahomes in there, um, if, if they don't know the scheme and they don't know the plays that are being run, it's going to be hard for them to execute. And and I think that, that we saw that with the Browns bringing in Nick Mullins. I think Nick Mullins is a super talented backup. He might be as talented as Baker Mayfield. Um, but they plugged him in and you know, they had, they had to, they ran it pretty well. Uh, you know, Nick played pretty well, but it's hard to get somebody in there who doesn't know all your trick plays, all the, uh, audibles that you, that you usually run. Uh, and so that makes a huge difference too. You know, you really got to be prepared as far as depth goes. We're seeing the saints having to start their rookie quarterback, Ian book, um, coming out of Notre Dame. He was the winningest quarterback there. So that'll be, I'm really excited to see that happen, but, um, it makes it's, it's making them really have to like be intentional with, with training these key players, especially at the depth, uh, because you never know when you're going to have to step up and, uh, and run an offense that, um, a lot of people, uh, don't know how to run
1: yeah yeah for sure so it'll make for an interesting week 16 and probably even week 17 to be honest with you on that it'll be it'll be cool to see which teams do have that depth because i i really think that the biggest factor in a super bowl team is do you have the depth to get there because you're gonna have injuries you're gonna have sicknesses you're gonna have this stuff but the guy behind your main guy is he gonna be able to be that it factor that you need to get you to the next round, you know? Such a good point. Um, So it'll be fun to see. Yeah, But uh, hey, let's go ahead and we're we're talking a little bit about week 16, but let's get into uh, some week 15, hottest and hottest, yeah? My balls
0: was hot. Yeah. Here we go, here we go,
1: here we go, here we go, here we go,
0: here we go, here we go, here we go. go. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Dude, Dude somehow, okay. Somehow so, that was still kind of on beat, even even though it's. I'm hearing it delayed coming through, coming through the phone. You still had, you were still sick. on like beat. That was cool.
1: It's a gift, man. You know. Well done. Um, <laughs> speaking of gifts, uh, we got we got a gift that I was not expecting, uh, a little bit early for Christmas this year, and that was, the D troy lions let's go taking it to the cardinals i know that i'll let you talk a little bit about this one noah because you're a big nfc west guy and the fact that the cardinals took a loss to the team that we've been rooting for all season which is the lions that's got to be that's got to feel pretty good man
0: dude it was probably the highlight of my week man i uh i wasn't even covering the game but uh, I was flipping. I flipped back to it, um, and I think I came. Uh, I turned it on when Jared Goff was throwing this strike to Josh Reynolds in the end zone. Um, my goodness, they were, and then they got up. Like I think they were up 17 nothing, or 17 to seven by that point. Uh, maybe 17 to three. It was it was a insane performance by the Lions. Jared Goff looked like you know the Jared Goff that we've seen uh, at his at his peak. You know the Jared Goff that the Rams. Uh, you know, sign that contract with that—that that, uh, was able to run that offense. But um, man, it was just so good to see the Lions not only get that Vikings win, but come out and beat what many people consider to be the best team in the nfl um i love seeing that i don't know if we ever talked about this but our circle of life thing um i I didn't even realize this until much later that the lions completing it um is incredible because the circle of life you know from lion king and it's the lions completing that uh love seeing (laughs) that and uh man that game that game was so cool i i feel like everyone who isn't a cardinals fan um was just you know Blown away by the game, and it kind of went under the radar because there were so many other things happening as far as, as far as like playoff uh, picture stuff being shifted. That uh, I feel like this game didn't get as much uh, recognition as it deserved.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean man with the Lion like it wasn't just a win it was a beatdown win it was a statement win it was the lions letting the rest of the nfl know hey i know that we were asleep for the first 15 games of the season or for the first 14 games of the season but we're up you've woken the sleeping lion mm. and we're here what we, we, you know if we weren't eliminated from playoff contention we'd be making a push but we'll save that for next year <laughs> i think they're uh they're putting the league on notice but man they won 30 to 12 against what yeah like you said what a lot of people thought was the best team in the league that's a statement win if I've ever seen one
0: dude yeah it it was it was so cool to see uh props to the Lions props to to MCDC um man I, I I just love seeing it and it makes you wonder you know what what else can the Lions do what else are they capable of uh you know can they take this and can they can they make something else out of it you know
1: yeah. Um second hottest for me it would have to be that Patriots Colts game. I feel like that for me that was probably game of the week because of the matchup that that they had. I mean the Patriots a lot of people thought that the Patriots are just like this miraculous team this year. Um but the Colts man, they went in there and I think you said it before the pod, they Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, you know. <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor man, he's making his case for MVP. So, I just love watching it. Everything that's going on with the Colts. I think they're a dark horse for the Super Bowl. Um yep. and if they do make it, I'll be a little bit bummed cuz it's not the Chiefs, but I'd still love to see it.
0: It's kind of like one of those consolation teams, you know? For me, yeah, if the Seahawks don't make it, I have a list of teams that are kind of like, if, they, if the Seahawks aren't going to make it, I hope these teams make it, and I'm sure the Colts are one of those for you. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> there was some, there was some ugly stuff this week.
1: There was one game in particular, man, did you see this game?
0: Oh, dude, I, yeah, I, I sadly, I was making the highlights for it, sadly, and it was hard to find some good stuff.
1: You know, I think if we were placing bets on what's going to be the ugliest game of the week, most of us would have said something like, Texans Jaguars, right? Maybe Jeff Dolphins. Mm. I don't think any of us would have suspected that the worst game of the week would be the Saints-Bucks.
0: The prime time game. <laughs> Saints Bucks divisional matchup. Unbelievable. These I mean like what happened?
1: It was just a complete defensive uh beatdown from the Saints on the Buccaneers. But here here's the thing. Low scoring games, they're cool sometimes cuz you're like, man, there's a lot of defense going on, which is awesome to watch. But at the same time, uh you see you're missing that offensive element you know i wanted to see scotty miller take a take a 70 yard touchdown to the house to win the game or something like that but we didn't we didn't get it and uh instead we got tom brady um his best throw of the night was throwing his tablet on the floor at the end <laughs> yeah. of the night man he destroyed that thing you could tell that he was he was just ticked off by the end of the night.
0: Yeah, yeah. Blaine Gabbard had to kind of duck out of the way because he thought it might hit him. That, uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and on top of that, I'm sure there's also frustration that, man, you lose playoff Lenny right before the playoffs. You lose Chris Godwin for the rest of the season. You lose Mike Evans. I haven't heard if that's for just this past week or what. But, man, the th- I'd say the three biggest weapons that you have I mean, you still have Raw, or you still have Gronkowski, and you still have AB. Um, they just brought in Lev Bell too. Le'Veon Bell. So Le'Veon Bell and AB. That's right. That's right. I did yeah, see that. They're gonna be on the same team again, man. Let's see if they can make that Steelers magic uh, for the <laughs> Buccaneers
0: now. I know, man. Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, it was just weird. Yeah, it was Tom Brady's maybe worst game of his career, which is, you know, it feels like it's saying a lot, but I think it does speak to how awesome of a career he's had. But it just it felt like they weren't really trying. Uh, you know the Bucks defense did okay they they gave the offense multiple opportunities to go you know put the Saints away put Taysom Hill in and in the squad away but um they didn't do it they didn't do it and it just felt weird it just felt like a weird game and uh, I remember watching I'm like this is you know this has got me deflated like this is a very very boring NFL primetime game um, and hopefully we don't get too many more of those
1: yeah I 100% agree alright man that was week fifteen noah i I think I rarely ever do this. I don't think I've actually ever done this, but um i I've been stewing on this thought for so long that I've got a take that I need to give today.
0: Wait, wait a minute, one second what is uh you know what you know what today is it's it's mary's it's Mary takes miss let's go. Give me a take. Hey, give me a take. I wanna hear a take from Totination. Ooh.
1: There we go. Merry Takes Miss to you. Merry Takes Miss to all of our listeners. Um here's a little gift that I have for you guys this year. And that is uh my boy Cooper Cup. Ooh. Cooper Cup. He's been playing out of his mind Coop. this season. It looks like, get this, it looks like he's not just going to break a record for receiving yards this year. It looks like he's about 300 yards away, and he's got three games left. He's been averaging over 100 yards per game, so it looks like he's going to break that. He's also looking to potentially break the receptions in a season record. And on top of that, it looks like he might potentially – Break the receiving touchdowns record this year. Wow, that's a pretty phenomenal year from a receiver.
0: And the leap, the leap he's made from last year. Too. I mean, he was always really good, but he was never mm-hmm. considered like the elite. You know, he wasn't considered among like the uh, Devonte Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Julio Jones kind of conversation. Yeah. So this is incredible.
1: And here's the thing about it: Matthew Stafford, incredible quarterback. He definitely helped, and he's a big part of Cooper Cup's elevation but i think that to say that he is the reason would, would would not do cooper cup's performance justice you know and so that's why my take for this year is that cooper cup receives at least one mvp vote
0: Ooh. at least and, so you're and, saying he could he could receive more
1: I'm saying he could receive more, and the, the okay. The reason why some of you guys, you know, who who might be listening, you might think, oh, that's not a that's not a hot take, whatever. Um, you know, Cooper Cup, he deserves it, whatever. Um, just know this that wide receivers never win MVP. They're like not even in the conversation because it's a dependent position, right? Like you're not doing well unless your QB is doing well, and so for the fact that Cooper Cup's doing well, it's saying a lot about Matthew Stafford. But man he is just, he's too good. He's too good. He needs to be in the conversation. I know it's a quarterback award, but this year at least be talking about the fact that a wide receiver could potentially be MVP.
0: Yeah. Cooper cup. I mean, you, you watch the game. He makes defenses look bad. I just saw him torch my Seahawks. Um, really hard to, hard to see. I really started thinking, I'm like, if the, I mean, first of all, the ram Seahawks game, it felt more like a classic ram Seahawks game. You know, it felt, it felt a little bit better than what I've seen the Seahawks put up this year. So, um, I was proud, I was proud of, 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 uh, of uh, our performance, kept us in the game. But yeah, Rams beat us. Uh, Cooper Cup was doing Cooper Cup things. But, um, my buddy Austin Boucher, he's been, he was a guest on this show not too long ago. He sent me this little, uh, clip from the Pat McAfee show talking about, um, this you know, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford and uh breaking these records and I I'd never thought about who was holding these records previously. Um but the you know I'm not sure if it was receiving yards or receptions, but the the current holder of this record is uh Calvin Johnson and uh Megatron. Um yeah and it is kind of weird legend that both their quarterbacks are Matthew Stafford.
1: That does say a lot about Matthew Stafford. That does say hmm, okay that that is interesting
0: it makes you yeah it makes you wonder if it's if it's matthew stafford's style to pick one wide receiver and kind of just lock on with them and really try yeah. to get the ball to them um obviously you know we're not this is this doesn't take anything away from cooper cup it definitely doesn't take anything away from megatron uh you know they're both you know cooper cup is you know arguably the best receiver in the league this year and, and megatron is hall of fame wide receiver first ballot i believe so Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't take anything away from them, but yeah, I never thought about that uh, until that was brought to my attention.
1: Yeah, man. Cooper I mean, it, so it says a lot about Matthew Stafford's style of play, but if you take a look at the fact that since Calvin Johnson was on his team, um, he really hasn't had that type of connection with any other receiver. I mean, Kenny Galladay, like he was a great receiver, Golden Tate. He was a great receiver, but these guys weren't, uh, playing legendary football the way that cooper cup and calvin johnson were right That's a good point so the fact that cooper cup is that level i think it says a lot about who he is as a player and so yeah i don't know man i i can't wait to till february rolls around and we see how the mvp votes uh play out but i just hope that cooper cup at least gets one
0: I think he deserves one. I think he he could deserve MVP yeah. as well. I think it's either him or Jonathan Taylor, but uh, we'll see what the league does. I think that this is a weird year. If it's if any year, it's if it's going to be any year, not a quarterback getting the award. I think it should be this year.
1: Agreed, agreed. Um, especially because man, he's he's like single handedly winning some people's uh, fantasy leagues
0: this year. Oh my gosh!
1: I mean, you take a. Just let's just take a look, take a stroll through our fantasy league real quick because it's the semifinals, baby.
0: Yeah, yeah, it should be noted. We are down, it should be noted Sorry, what? that we're down, yeah, to the final four. And Christian, who is left in the final four of our league? Let me tell you about it, man. Let me tell you about
1: it. We got the top four teams, and in fourth, we've got Noah young let's go decaf metcalf coming in fourth so far got a chance to make it for the title you said that you were gonna be eliminated last week and somehow you pulled through
0: i thought i was and it was the uh because the guy i was playing against uh jay for Holmes, had uh brady camara and evans (laughs) left on his roster and that final game really sealed it for me
1: Man, that that has to be the most frustrating week of like all time <laughs> for Jay Perholt. I know. I did. What I, a brutal way I feel to for go him. out.
0: I feel for him. He had a solid team. He had a solid team.
1: Yeah, but man, you you had a good week. Uh, and then so far, so playing against you this week is actually me. We got a showdown <laughs> yeah, between your two hosts, dude. I'm so excited. Today. I'm
0: so excited. I'm cool. With, I'm cool. However, it, however it shakes out, man. You've you really. I feel like you had the same kind of year the Chiefs had. You started out kind of rocky, and then you really hit a hit yep. a good stretch, and now you're making your way for the title. You're maybe, yeah, I think you're you're probably the scariest team still still left. But I should warn you: Ooh. people seem to have pretty lousy weeks when they go against me. If you look at the point total, because I've scored the second <laughs> least amount of points in our entire league, but somehow the people I'm playing seem to do just a little bit worse. So, uh, so be warned: it could be. It could be the uh, the decaf Metcalf curse, but uh, this also could be the year. This also could be the time that we get, I get knocked out. Maybe it was just, um, you know, it was just meant to be that uh, us three hosts made it to the final four.
1: Yeah, that is a great point, man. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy that we made it into the final four, all three of us, because we also got Troy. It still he, he's coming in from that first seed, so he had the bye week last week just like I did. Now we get to see him go up against recall papa tutter, papa tutter versus <laughs> Dude, recall papa it's tutter. So How it's fortuitous so is this?
0: It's so good. <laughs> I can't yeah, that's it's just like this is you couldn't you couldn't write a more perfect final four than you know the, this. Yeah. So cool. I
1: I feel like if recall wins this, then Papa Tutter needs to be recalled. He can no longer be commissioner of the league. I feel like this is the game for all the marbles for them, you know.
0: It's just how it shakes out.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted on who makes it into the championship round next week. Um, but the good news is that at least one host will be in the championship round, which is pretty dope. That's, I, I think
0: that's so. so true. That's really cool. I love that.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, man. Hey, we're we're running low on time. I know we got other stuff going on today you know getting ready for the holidays and everything um why don't you take us into some tutter and shutter,
0: tutter and shutter.
1: i love these jingles man oh i almost forgot tutter <laughs> and Shudder brought to you by bloodshed inc tutter and shutter brought to you by bloodshed inc yep <laughs> go check them out on twitch <laughs> oh,
0: I man tatters and shutters man uh I think Why
1: don't you start us off yeah. this week yes. and then we'll hit me and then we'll let him know Troy's picks too.
0: Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's interesting. I've always kind of thought about like, you know, it's always fun when I see you or Troy, you know, Tetter the Seahawks kind of feels like a kind of feels like a gift, you know. Uh, but I thought about yeah, it. I'm man. like, These, rooting I'm like for your team. I'm, I know. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait a minute. It's, it's kind of going to make, if the Seahawks win, it's going to make it a little bit less sweet because I know that they just got a win. And right now, Troy is one game up on us because he went, uh, two and O last week. We went one and one. So, uh, so, um, I was going to say this is a Christmas gift to you, but I don't think that you'll, you know, I think that you'd probably prefer <laughs> me to lose this, <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to tutter the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, this week. Um, Man, I, I think the Chiefs are, are getting are getting pretty hot. Uh they they really are looking back uh to where they used to be. Um, you know, the old old style Chiefs. And uh I, I this didn't go well for me last week, tuttering um or I shuttered the Steelers. So I I picked the Steelers to lose. I did it last week and it didn't pan out. I knew the risk and I did it, but you know, I think the Chiefs um, you know, I know they're down a couple key players, so this would be Um, the week for the Steelers to try to capitalize on that. But I think that the Chiefs defense is still solid enough. And uh, give the ball to Derek Gore and let him him have another crazy game. Yeah, I want to see that happen.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, man. You know, I will never say no to a Chiefs tutter. Um, I am bummed that the Chiefs win last week did give Troy that extra win over us. But that just means that Troy needs two losses this week. You know, it will happen. I'm speaking it into existence. There we go. We Um, still
0: got the playoffs to come. We got to double some stuff in there. So,
1: yeah, yeah. And you know what, dude, I, I love that pick too, because I really think of any Chiefs game this year this is actually the biggest toss up because I mean the chiefs chargers game last year or last week, that was, that was a phenomenal game by the way, like especially going, going in person. Sofi stadium was freaking electric. Yeah. That's Uh, one thing. It was just a great game.
0: One thing real quick um, this week, I had to make the, uh, I had to make the top 15 plays of the week for, for for Mm -hmm. NFL. And I actually had to, uh, eliminate some plays that that would have made top 15 because they were chiefs chargers because there was already like three or four that made the top 15 out of the whole week (laughs) and i had i I think i got i think i had to get rid of the tyreek hill catch on the sideline that was like the when he was that was a good one so yeah because because there was already um there was there was already the chargers interception the chargers kick return there was and then the, the two travis kelsey incredible catch and runs um so mm-hmm. i so we had to get but that just speaks to how and that was in the comments too people were talking about like gosh like the chiefs chargers game was the game of the week the fact it was it was the yeah. first game of, of week 15 and you were there for it so that was incredible
1: yeah man it was awesome to see they've they've scored 44 they've averaged 44.1 or sorry 41 points per game in the past two weeks so their offense is coming off to My a to gosh. a hot start right now but uh just know, man. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey both on the COVID list, yeah. so they both might be out this game. Yeah, Chris that'd... Jones might be out this game. Rashad Fenton, a lot of guys going down. So I saw them. I saw them make it work see.
0: without Jones, so I, I know they can do that. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see without uh, Tyreek and uh, Travis Kelsey, but but. You know, I, I'm kind of limited in my options at this point in Tutter and Shutter, so <laughs> I got to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, agreed, man. Um, all right, for my Tutter this week, I am gonna go ahead and Tutter the 49ers over the Titans. I think the Titans, man, they, they started off so strong because of Derrick Henry, um, but they're still trying to f- figure out their identity without him. And I think that the 49ers are a team that knows who they are. Uh, ever since George Kittle came back, you know, they've been playing great football. And uh, like I said, I think the Colts are going to win the AFC South, too. So I think that the 49ers take down the Titans this week.
0: I like it. Yeah, dude. I hate to admit it. 49ers are looking good with Kittle and Debo and. Jimmy G's playing the best football I've ever seen him play so uh, I think that that's yeah. a really solid pick.
1: Yeah, the NFC West, man. It's dangerous. Yeah. Um let's take a look at Troy's picks really quick. Troy this week, he's actually tuttering the Colts. I think he's on the Colts train just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. But do you think this is more because he wants the Colts to win or because he wants the Cardinals to lose?
0: I think it's a mix of both. I think that it's uh, he's got the, he's got those um Rams fans goggles on which obviously, you know, you want to see a Cardinals loss happening. You want to believe it can happen. Uh, but at the same time, I think that even if you took them off, I think that that's a really fair assessment of this game. I think that the Colts, um, especially the Cardinals, you know, they just lost to the Lions. Um, they're kind of, I don't know, I don't know where to place them as far as, you know, like power rankings go, uh, and the Colts kind of know who they are. The Colts, the Colts have taken their time to develop, uh, their team and figure out who they are. And I think that's a really solid uh, game pick. I would, I would, uh, I think I would have chosen it if I could, but I can't. So good pick. <laughs> yeah,
1: I agree. Uh, and then he is, let's go ahead and swing it over to Shudders. Uh, so he's shuttering the Colts over the Cardinals. He is shuttering the Giants versus the Eagles, which I feel like that's a pretty safe pick. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that was one I was looking at too. I had my eye on that game. Um, again, yeah, I agree with both of these picks. Uh, I'd be surprised if the Giants ended up winning this one. So, um, I think he has yeah. a good chance of going two and this week.
1: Yeah, Eagles have been looking good. They've won their past few games and um yeah, I, I think they actually have a shot at the playoffs too, especially playing the Giants this week. I think that's going to help them out a lot. Um my shutter for the week, I'm going to shutter the Panthers against the Bucks. Um the Buccaneers, man, they lost a lot of firepower this past week. Um but I think that Tom Brady, I can't see him putting together another game like he did last week. I think when Brady gets angry, he comes back and he plays lights out. And so I'm, I'm excited to see the Buccaneers take down the Panthers this week. And, uh, you know, the Bucks try to secure their playoff spot at this point.
0: Yeah. There's something about that, uh, that when you get to that age, you know, where you're Rodgers or you're Brady, you know, when you have that rage, uh, you don't want to be the team that comes that comes after that game, so I, I think that Brady yeah. is going to have a, a lights out kind of game. I like it. All right, I'm going to close this out here for my shutter. Again these these are the these are the least confident I've been in my picks this week, um, just because it's it's it just feels like uh, it could really go either way. But I'm gonna t- I'm gonna shudder the Falcons going against the Lions. Lions coming off a big win against the Cardinals. I'm hoping that they're gonna. They're gonna keep that power and that that fire alive, uh, and take out uh, another bird team, another bird with red in their color team. <laughs> um, and I hope. I mean, Falcons haven't won at home all year, so they're they're very they're definitely due for a win. That scares me. I think that they're a pretty uh, evenly matched team. Uh, I think actually, from what I saw from that Lions Cardinals game, it seems like when the Lions have it all together, they seem. I think they're better than than the Falcons. But the uh, the Falcons, man, their their pass attack, whether it's Russell Gage or Zacchaeus or whoever they got on there, they seem to have a really really deep wide receiving wide receiver core, and it's going to be a tough matchup. But we're at that time of the year where it's uh we're running out of of picks, running out of stuff we can choose. So uh, gotta go with some spicy picks, even if I'm not in the mood for something spicy and uh, shut her in the Falcons. <laughs>
1: I love it man. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, an interesting game to see to say the least, especially if if uh Jared Goff can't play at QB for the Lions because he is on the COVID list. So, uh but they they are a good running team too. They got DeAndre Swift, they got Jamal Williams, they got this new guy Craig Reynolds who looks really good. So, yeah, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah but that is week 16 we can't wait to watch these games hope you guys all have a merry takes miss merry christmas happy holidays all of it um but yeah thank you guys for listening we are tether nation and we out